1: Welcome back to the Mobile Syrup cast we're episode number 74, and we're gonna talk about Coco, YY, <laughs> Lenovo, and upcoming WWDC. <laughs> I don't even know if we're gonna use Corey Joseph. No, no more Corey Joseph. I think he's done. Wow. Well, let's get straight into it. Yeah, there you go. Welcome back. This is the Mobile Serum Serumcast. Today we are going to talk about first and foremost the Novo's newest devices, one from Motorola, the Motorola ZZ. But before that, I am Ian Hardy. Next to me is Jessica. Jessica, how are you?
0: I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Very well,
1: thank you. Rose?
0: Hello, how are you again?
1: Living it up. Thank you very much. <laughs> Patrick? I'm great. Cool. How are you? I'm uh, very well, thank you very much. <laughs> A lot of loving check ins. Loving, loving, loving is good. <laughs> uh, Igor is out in San Francisco. He was at uh, Lenovo Tech World, Tech Forum,
0: Tech Symposium. Uh
1: huh. Let's talk about the Moto devices Moto Z, Moto Z Force, uh, Moto Mods, and a slight glimpse at a VR headset that never came.
2: Yeah. Yes. Right. That sounds about right to me
1: thoughts on the moto z because that is coming to canada
3: a lot of people said that it looks really really ugly i like the look of the phone mm-hmm. like i think it has a unique it's still a, like a, a plastic slab with a screen attached to it but it looks a little different than most other smartphones out there
0: yeah it's 100 not the ugliest phone i've ever seen <laughs> in fact like i think it's really pretty decent looking so i'm not sure why that's holding people back and i think we should probably just focus our discussion on the modular component, which is kind of the more interesting yeah. side of the phone. I, yeah. thought,
3: I thought the mods were... Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this modular trend that's happening right now is the future of where smartphones are going to go, um, but I think these mods make a lot more sense than LGs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I admired LG for lead, leading the charge with this, but they, they sucked. Like, the, yeah. the Cam Plus was not a good mod. <gasps> Neither was the... Um, what's the other big one? It didn't even come here. The high-resolution audio hi-fi audio right. thing uh, mm-hmm. from Bang & Olufsen so for, for LG's did they really suck or were they just really in-
1: inconvenient
3: so they were inconvenient and I also don't think that the camera mod added enough to make anyone want to go to yeah. buy it like, plus it was heavy and, bulky. and it was really heavy and made the phone bulky I think the cool thing about these is that they attach to that um, I, I, I didn't try it so I don't really know how it works but that magnetic thing, right the just attachment on. Yeah. on the back of it it reminded me of what the iPad Pro uses to attach to keyboards yeah. right um, I think that's cool that you can, you can use that and without even turning off your phone. So you can switch between these different things with turn it, without yeah. turning it off and on. That makes it more convenient. Um, but again, the same with LG. I think they need to, in order to convince people that this is a thing, and they made an effort doing this during the, the press conference, they need to convince people that it's more than just uh, Lenovo and Motorola that are making these mm-hmm. accessories. Mm-hmm. They need third-party manufacturers yeah. to make them. Like Mophie's making one. Um, they had that contest where they yeah, A million bucks for A me. million
2: dollars, yeah. Which is pretty cool, right? <laughs> it is yeah. cool. I think um, that they mentioned that they want to create um, a hardware ecosystem for yeah. Moto Mods, a modular ecosystem. And yeah. I think for
3: for that, that work, that needs to happen, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah, and yet, I mean, first of all, I have doubts about that happening. And secondly, I do feel um, like this Motorola phone and like Project Aura they do sort of stray from the original idea of modular devices, which was this sort of nice, idealistic idea that you have a phone that you can put together yourself out of the components that you want, and you can replace those components when they die, and your phone's going to last for like years and years and years.
3: So more like Project Aura, right? Right,
0: but but, uh, it's become more of a thing where it's like, hey, this is a phone. And on top of it, you can buy these added devices. It, yeah. it, it's not as functionally um, interesting to me. It's but,
3: but there's a Kate Spade battery case. Oh
0: my god! Which makes me very it. interested. I get to add it to my
2: Kate Spade wallet and my Kate Spade purse, my Kate Spade earrings. Wow! <laughs> so <laughs> so what would, would, would that
3: seriously? Would that like if you were in the market to buy a phone? Would that actually? Push you over the edge to convince you to consider it more than other devices.
2: Um, I think that, from even from a business perspective, not even from looking inside my own closet, I think that adding brands that people recognize is really going to bring them okay. into the fold a lot more than a
0: piece of gray plastic, right? That's true. I mean, this was sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, I was going to quote you, Ian, that you were saying, but how many of these phones are actually going to sell, like realistically? That's a very good point. Um, as much as it would be interesting to see, do they have that brand recognition anymore?
1: Yeah, that, that'll, that'll be one of the, the marketing points that they have, right? But this step in modularity, like the Motorola phone, the LG phone, LG is more modular than the Moto Z is. Yeah. Because it's more, just like you said, you put something on top of it, that's more of like an accessory mm-hmm. add-on. It's like yeah. a case. Yeah. Uh, that you can carry around easily. Yeah. Dis- disconnect. Yeah. The pro- Google's project Aura is completely modular. We have, I guess, pods that you can disconnect and re- reconnect. The same with that uh, smartwatch blocks, yeah. which is a modular smartwatch where you can disconnect and reconnect different modulars on the you're, smartwatch.
3: You're super hyped for that. I was, didn't yeah, didn't I'm you pretty pre-order it already? I did, yeah. yeah.
1: So that'll be interesting if I follow through on pre-ordering it. And I cancel. My you video. cancel it immediately
3: after the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but
1: this is one step towards the future of a device looking like this because mm-hmm. this is most likely the beginning of the next innovation of smartphone apart from the curved, flexible yeah display, which Motorola also showed off. Yes, right. Which is really cool. Featuring Megan right. McCarthy.
0: Yeah, I thought it was
3: I thought it was really neat, but I mean, I guess I wasn't impressed that impressed with it because like we've seen. These, this technology shown off before, yeah. and they didn't like give a release date. They didn't say what the devices are no. called. They didn't do anything other than have uh,
2: her slap it onto her wrist. I can't, I can't
3: remember. Her Megan name. McCarthy. Yes, uh, one of the original super popular YouTubers. She like slapped it on her wrist, and it looked super cool. Like I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Right. Yeah. And that's what they wanted people to do, right? But it's, I think yeah. I'm just so tired of seeing these tech demos. Yeah, it's obviously just a of things yeah. Like I want something that I can hold in my hands and buy from a store. With a and, bendable screen, and, and they
1: didn't. I didn't know if it was a working device or if that was just like a like a, like a film covering it. Yeah, and yeah, then it was you can't even really it. tell, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, like, have you ever seen something so advanced in that realm, though, in terms of a prototype for yeah, like for we, a bendable we, phone?
1: I, I went to Kingston to interview uh, the Queen's lab that designed right, right. Reflex, which was a bendable display. And they followed it up with a 3D display about a month ago, mm-hmm. yeah. which oh, was really? bendable. You can bend it and play games with it, which is really interesting. So they have the patent on that. Yeah. Um, this specific device, I don't know. They probably you several patents, but um, they said Samsung come came take a look at their patent, which was interesting. So it'll sure. happen, and Samsung said they're going to come out with a flexible mm-hmm. display around 2017. 17, yeah. That? yeah. So did LG. So that's the next innovation that I think will be in smartphones. But in the interim, this is what we've got with the Moto Z or Z. The Moto
3: Z is coming to Canada in September, I believe.
2: Yeah, sometime in the fall. I think they said September.
3: I believe uh, Motorola sent a correction, like literally, while you were gone at the the Ford thing, saying that it's coming in the fall. So not specifically September. It might not necessarily be September. Yes, it might not necessarily be September, just the fall. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
3: okay, okay. All of our stories have been updated to reflect that.
1: So the fall is September 22nd to December 20th. As he furiously that's, updates our stories that's a to reflect long that. time. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Winter's coming.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we have our Moto, Moto Z, Z. But not to keep the, us uh, the Moto Z. Force. Force, Force. Force. The Force, Force isn't Z. coming. Which True. is
3: essentially the same phone, but with a slightly larger battery and uh, shatter-proof. Shatter-proof. shatterproof technology, which I need. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> I
2: need that in my life
3: because I like to drop phones.
1: You shouldn't drop it. Well, I don't like to drop. Well, you phones. can drop it. A, just happened. You can drop it like Ashton. Oh, yeah. he yeah. dropped, but he yeah. dropped it onto a carpet. Yeah.
3: So it wasn't that effective. I was like, "Oh, come on."
2: I have to
0: say, You're a I dude, where's my, to my car? It's <laughs>
3: more Yeah, fire. a
0: That's
2: whole true. lot more fire. from that mastermind. I Still want to know whether or not he's an investor. What the heck he was doing. He's with actually it? the
1: official spokesperson. Is a couple he? Of years ago. I okay. hired him to be a spokesperson. Uh, all I right, think that he makes was more like the chief innovator. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> because he, they came out with the the Pico tablet Damn, where years ago, and he was he was part of that, which was um, his promotion Sweet. thing. I'm just gonna try and find. He's passionate. What
3: his he invests in all
0: Good kinds of tech, <laughs> yeah.
3: tech companies too, yeah. right?
1: So, product, product engineer. Sorry. Project. Project. Project engineer for Lenovo. Interesting.
0: Huh. He's a, pro- like a he's a product engineer. Yeah. He's not a computer scientist.
1: No, but I think he has like a degree. I think he's really oh. smart.
0: Okay. Like really. He's super smart. Yeah. Corrected. Yeah. All right. I think, I think
1: he's like uber smart, and he does his acting thing, and he's good um, looking guy. Right.
2: So uh, like all right some people then. can really be like good at everything then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I'm proud too, Jessica. <laughs> Thank you. So are you, buddy? Thank you. <laughs>
1: This is an awesome podcast. (laughs) (laughs) My comments are flying around. Thank (laughs) you to everyone listening. We appreciate you as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) So Moto Z is uh, coming. Moto Mods are coming in the fall. Uh, Moto Force is not. Um, And we
2: don't know if the Fab 2 Pro is coming. Yeah. The
0: Tango phone. our, Our reporter on the ground said it seems unlikely. Like we could order it unlocked. It's, a, world, it's a worldwide it's unlocked, release. Unlocked, yeah. So you would be able to order it unlocked. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's
3: unclear if any Canadian carriers are going to yeah. carry it. Yeah. And that, that makes sense because I mean, it's kind of a. It was super cool, like those demos that they showed off mm-hmm. with the dominoes and yeah, the dinosaurs. Uh, the dinosaurs and the Lowe's thing. But why, why is that super cool? Because it's different. <laughs> but what makes it so cool? Like, Think of the drain on your battery. Well, if your dinosaurs are flying around, I don't. I don't think that.
2: Not if you're using the Moto Mods.
3: (laughs) I think the technology inside it's cool, but I don't know if it makes sense in the way they presented it, like inside a phone.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: I I I think I would agree with you. I think it's worth it for um, virtual reality. Like that's where I see the application, and so it's it's about six hundred and thirty dollars Canadian is what we estimated. That's a pretty good price if you're going to, say, like, rig that thing up to your head and just go full like virtual reality machine with it. That's true. If they had the apps and the games that were like on the marketplace uh, to use along with it, I think that would actually be pretty worth it. And it kind of, like that, that seems really interesting to me. I actually think that if they do put out more virtual reality content, and go that direction. I could be really interested in just in buying that just for gaming reasons. That's okay. true, but the use case that they
2: put out there was design, right? Mm-hmm. And how many people are really going to buy this thing just for the purpose of designing their homes one time?
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know <laughs> I, what I mean? do with you there.
2: Well, for what sure. about
3: like interior designers? Yeah, buying it, right? I'm sure
2: they would. But again, how much of the population is an yeah. interior designer? Well, that
3: was my whole thing. Like, I think it's strange to market Project Aura or it's now called Aura they dropped the project um, inside of a phone Tango Tango Tango. yeah not Project Aura I don't know what I'm talking about you're just thinking mod yeah I'm just thinking I just want that modular (laughs) phone (laughs) but yeah I I think it's strange for the technology to to be present in a phone I think it would make more sense in the context of a VR headset or some kind of standalone device that isn't a phone that's marketed like uh, more to commercial enterprises like Mm -hmm. interior designers I thought the Lowe's thing was very interesting. I thought it was it is very cool, yeah. I learned that Lowe's sells furniture. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's cool about it is that such a small device has so many sensors and cameras on it that it's able to map out its surroundings. And so, I think yeah. Google said that one of the things it was interested in doing with, uh, with Tango was mapping the indoor for Google Maps. That's true. Right. That's, yeah.
1: that's the cool aspect of it. And I
0: think that now that we have technology like this, people, a lot
2: of developers and manufacturers are in the process of trying to find appropriate use cases for things like augmented reality and virtual reality. And putting it in a, smart, a smartphone is just the best way to get it into consumers' mm-hmm. hands, even if it might not be yeah. super useful right yeah. now.
3: But I, I just don't think the average person is going to buy
2: this yeah, thing. Yeah, right? I don't
3: no, think It's not going to happen. As you guys know,
1: my wife, Susie, is an interior designer. And oh, she barely knows how to use her iphone (laughs) and that's just reality for her she does three four things like email instagram uh web whatever else there is that she does pictures so for her to get a tango device (laughs) way out there yeah because she knows her technology which is basically a measuring tape (laughs) and the demo that they used yesterday is so far away from her that she it's It's too early for her. Yeah.
2: Too early for a lot of people. Yeah,
1: but they did show that interior designer, but who never used the phone. (laughs) She's (laughs) a TV interior interior designer. Never (laughs) used the phone. The other guy (laughs) measuring stuff. But I do, I do see the, I do, I do see the ability because they even said it before they did the demo Mm -hmm. of interior design that would be really cool to measure it so you save time, but it's it's way too early. It's really early days. Yeah. Early days for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Pat's right. It's, it feels like a sort of an augmented reality technology with a phone sort of tacked on. <laughs> yeah. the last yeah.
3: <laughs> and and I guess like the big thing too is that a lot of people think that like augmented reality and virtual reality are two different things. Virtual reality is when you're inside an experience. Augmented reality is when it takes mm-hmm. the environment that you're actually physically in in the real world mm-hmm. and it augments it with like virtual things. But yes. people think that eventually those two different categories aren't going to exist. It's just going okay. to all be virtual reality in some way, too. And I think that it might start yes. to make more sense, but then again, you, it still comes back to the whole thing with the, 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 the device that it's on right now doesn't make
0: sense in terms of Tango. Yep. And Elon Musk says we already live in virtual reality. Exactly. So there's that. And I believe everything he says. Right. Totally. <laughs> what did he say? He <laughs> thinks
3: that we live in, like, the Matrix and that life as we know it is just a simulation. He said this. He thinks we live in the Matrix. Okay, I
1: agree with that. And <laughs> that life... Is a simulation. Is a simulation. Wow. To... Just a simulation. But there isn't a second chance in life.
0: Or is there? How do you know? It's so uh, the next uh, level of the simulation. I don't even uh, want it. Boom! <laughs> yes. Oh Neo,
1: my gosh. Uh, Neo. Huh. Interesting. Well, that is strange. <laughs> <laughs> that is strange. Also strange, and also reality for you next week, is yep.
3: WWDC. Yes, I will be down in San Francisco for the week, attending all kinds of WWDC things. Big keynote on Monday. Exciting. I'll be Snapchatting from the mobile well, service Snapchat. Are you to do today. <laughs> which I learned more about today. I've been I've been Snapchatting videos of my Roomba. Oh, good.
2: That's exciting. The Roomba <laughs> that I'm working on. Your right Roomba here. chasing your cat around. <laughs> yeah
3: yesterday it was like totally off topic but it was literally chasing my cat it was actually <laughs> following my cat around it was like the Roomba got a mind of its own and just wanted to mess with my cat oh my so gosh fun. I want to see your cat destroy it yeah right I don't think it's death. possible this thing is like sit on it sit on it I don't <laughs> know around. It ride, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so scared of it there's that famous video of a cat Aww. in a shark costume
0: oh yeah Roomba. I don't know if you guys have seen it I don't oh know oh my happened. gosh um, greatest yeah, internet
3: I'll, video. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be at WWDC. Um, so Rose and I did a story uh, over the last couple of days. It just went up today yes. on Mobile MobileServe about um, what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find that on our homepage. Some of the, the main things is like we might get a new, uh, a totally new Mac, like a total, totally new Mac revamp, which would be awesome because I think that the MacBook Air and the Pro. Um, are sort of falling behind Windows devices in terms of design. They're still great, but they're they're falling behind, and they used to be the leaders in uh, in terms of aesthetic and design. Yeah. And the other thing that I'm excited for um, is we might get an actual standalone Siri device, because yeah. Siri's hmm. API is supposedly going to get opened up. Like an Echo? Yeah, so like a, Apple's version of the Echo, presumably linked to HomeKit, but more open so the developers can create apps for it. Um, Yeah.
0: Interesting. Because they've acquired a number of startups to do with AI and voice recognition, and so we know that, like, something is brewing. And just
3: glancing at, like, the schedule for WWDC uh, developer sessions, which I'm going to be attending some of them, it looks like a lot of them are AI and Siri-focused. And a lot of them are, like, blanked out with, like, these little, like, coding developer jokes as placeholders for their names that I don't understand. Um, (laughs) But I think a lot of those... Uh, on Monday after the press conference are going to turn out to be Siri-related things. And then there's other stuff that you Absolutely. wrote about, too. Wrote and about.
0: also, people think that Siri is going to come to the Mac, too. Oh, yeah, I've heard That's another about part that. of it, yeah.
3: And the Mac uh, OS X is now going to be called Mac, Mac OS. OS.
0: Like, for sure. <laughs> it's hardly a rumor at this point because Apple keeps on writing Mac OS on its documents and <laughs> even on the developer page of the App Store uh, recently. Um, and then deleted it and put it back to OS X. So, but we know it's going to be Mac OS. And
3: they launched like an environmental page that had that in it. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, so, not a very well hidden secret there. Um, other than that, on the actual like for Mac OS, um, not too many updates there. I think German said that we're probably looking at a bit of a design change, which would not be, uh, which would make sense. And then also. Um, Potentially, the ability to auto unlock um, your computer with your phone using Touch ID. So this idea of like sort of more continuity between the phone and and that was something
3: Microsoft did before too. I think we've written about it in the past. I can't remember the specific story, but that's something that they're moving towards as well. Right,
0: and then as sort of adding to that, people were uh, sort of thinking that Apple Pay. Might get integration into Safari. Oh, cool! So that would make uh, sort of doing payments online just a lot easier, and sort of put it up against PayPal as well, which will be interesting if that happens. But they were thinking that that would be an additional way to to pay online would be through Touch ID. Maybe even if you were paying online in your Mac.
2: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
0: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You'd still be able to use your Touch ID to just... Uh, I'd, that's to, cool. Yeah, that would be really absolutely. cool. Yeah. It would be really, really neat.
1: You can buy all those Kate Spade cases.
0: Yeah. Which I will. There you go. <laughs> And uh, for iOS, there's kind of a lot of rumors flying around for that. Um, people are thinking that there'll be a dark mode introduced, so dark background, light uh, letters and light features on top of that.
3: There's already, isn't there something already like that with iOS? I don't yeah, believe so. Night-time. Yeah, there's like a nighttime mode. Yeah, so maybe night-time. On or maybe it's
0: that. a dark, maybe rather than a dark mode, it's a just sort of, that will be the tweak to its design, this should, okay. right? Like all together, it'll be a lot less bright and white.
3: Because that might come to Apple Music too, I heard. So, like it's going right. to be a, a yeah, mono-chrom- more
0: monochromatic, more, yeah. a little yeah. more subtle. And then the
3: album art will be like in color, so it'll pop more. Right, um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting.
0: So that'd be interesting. People are thinking that because that's just the style of WD wdc's app this year yeah, pretty that's what it looks like that right and usually it's a bit of an easter egg as to what something that they'll be doing because in the past they did flat ui in yeah. their app when it when uh, that design changed that's interesting yeah and they coded in swift the next year when that was uh, sort of something that was coming in wwdc um also this is from a while ago um Apps, stock apps may become hideable. And I think that's something that a lot of people are looking forward to. It's, it was found in the metadata of stock apps. Um, there was this piece of code, this piece of metadata that said, um, is hideable or is not, yeah. you know, it cannot be hidden. Um, and so that would be. Uh, just something that everybody wants because everybody has one of those folders that's called Apple junk or useless or whatever. <laughs> um, and iMessage stuff, which you reported on yesterday, Ian. When I come to Android, yeah, I would
3: like that because what happens to me is I always have iMessage on, and then like I'm always changing sim, moving my main sim to other phones, right? Mm-hmm. And then people message me. <coughs> And for some reason, it will only go to iMessage and not the Android phone that I'm currently using, so I won't end up getting that message in the loop, man, why are not you responding to me? So if it was on both platforms, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have to worry about that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And that would just put them squarely, like, in the messaging platform game. And, and uh, probably, like, you know, people were pointing out on our site that... Um, Google has failed at that messaging platform game several times, and people are not excited for, they're not thinking that Allo is going to be the success that they want it to be in terms of a messaging platform. So, but it's so secure. But it's so secure. Just... Uh,
3: in incognito in, 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 in <coughs> in mode, yeah. it's secure. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's secure if you remember to flip the switch. Yeah. <laughs> right, but uh, Apple ha- like iMessaging already has a lot of fans. And um, yeah, so if it becomes more of a platform, I think it has a real chance. I
3: would I would totally use it all the time because I'm switching back and forth between iOS mm-hmm. and Android. And if if it was like universal, and we could go across everything. I would I would barely like I rarely text to begin with, but I would probably replace like contacting people through GChat and Facebook Messenger. I would just use. That. And BBM. Yeah. BBM. Don't forget BBM. BBM. I don't know what BBM is. My uncle oh. uses BBM all the time. Really? I was
1: out for dinner with. Uh, him celebrating my dad's birthday a few weeks ago he goes let me just BBM Colleen I go pardon? (laughs) but it's a thing a lot of yeah a lot of people and my cousins use BBM really only to get in contact with their father
3: interesting Only my girlfriend Tasia yes uses BBM just to talk to her mom because it's the only messaging platform her mom uses so therefore it's for the older generation yeah with keyboards this is true
1: there you go 'Cause he uses the passport.
0: Oh my gosh. Really? I, know.
3: I should take a picture of Patrick's face. I saw a passport on the Go train the other day. Wow. I wanted to ask him on the sh- tap him on the shoulder and ask him why he was using it. Yeah. And you he would really? just tell me yeah. would just tell me Blackberry's the best for business. <laughs> <laughs> you needs to be productive. Yeah. And professional. I need to be productive and professional. This is the only device that I can use. That's so what they would say. So let's
1: let I wanna quickly talk about all this uh, integration inter- integration with AI. Mm-hmm. Why is that a thing now?
0: Um, I mean, it's really interesting because I, I just feel like people are looking for ways to make everything more efficient. And so that's the idea, I believe, behind most of these new AI features is you don't have to go search for this. You don't have to go look for this. You don't have to do anything. Just let this super smart computer do it for you. Um, but I know personally, and I think a lot of people, are not really ready to trust computers to that extent.
3: Patrick, you have the Echo, right? Yes, I do. What do you think of it? Um, I think the Echo is very good at doing very specific things. Like, the Echo is great at controlling my Philips Hue lights with uh, like verbal commands, and it's good at giving me the weather. And it's good at playing Spotify songs. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. Mm-hmm. That's, all, that's all it's good for. There's all kinds of apps and plugins and stuff like that, but I don't feel like it's smart enough to accomplish tasks for me, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if it doesn't have this functionality, obviously, but um, it would be great if there's a device that existed where um, I could wake up in the morning and be like, what emails are currently in my primary important flagged email inbox? And I would know, and you could just read them out while I was getting ready in the morning. I think that would be great because um, yeah. it would, like, give me a jump start on my day. Um, or if there's a way to respond to emails, like I'm making my lunch or something and I want to respond to an email that just came in, that sort of thing. I think that would be cool. But, like, the Echo can't do that. So um, so yeah. it, would,
1: it would be important for it to make you more productive yeah, it, while you're doing other tasks.
3: To, uh, I guess, streamline very basic activities I think would be great. Like, people have talked about how there's going to be bots that can book flights for you. And I don't know if I would ever trust a computer algorithm to find me the most affordable flight. Maybe it's possible to convince me of that eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But right now, as it stands, I don't know if I would trust technology to do that. I think with a lot of this bot stuff... uh, companies that are making the bots and the AI need to prove to people why this is something that they, yeah. they should want in their Yeah,
2: yeah and I think that um, that's part of the issue with AI and some of the issues that have come up in the past is that trying to use it to the extent that a lot of companies say you should be able to use it is actually more cumbersome than, yeah, um, than just doing it the old-fashioned way. Yeah,
3: and I, and I mean that's why I'm kind of excited to learn what Apple's doing with Siri. Um, hopefully, they're making a more conversational AI yeah, that's yeah. able to accomplish more things. Um, and I think the Echo has been a bit of a surprise for Amazon. I don't think they did they expected it to do this well. Like yeah. there's talks that they yeah. might be bringing it to Canada because it's done so well. They've hired a bunch of um, engineers for their uh, working at their Canadian office. Yeah. Um,
0: crazy idea for them. Yeah. So it's really exciting.
3: And then there's. Uh, Google Home. Google Home. Yeah, that's what Google the, Home. their voices. Ass- Powered is by Google, Google,
0: now. Google
2: Assistant, I thought. Google, yeah, Assistant. Google Assistant, which is basically no Google now. Basically, Google Now. Yeah, but
0: which I actually am starting to think that might be a bit of a mistake because I think one reason people love the idea of AI or are excited about it anyway is the idea of being friends with a robot, like the idea of <laughs> it having a personality. The
3: Google I- Google hired someone movie? I can't remember the name who's a writer to give. Uh, Google Home like a personality, really? Yeah. To, okay. to make it seem like a thing. Like a friend. I'm on board. Yeah. Oh yeah. Would you be friends with it?
0: I think personally, I could see myself becoming friends with an AI for sure. What's
1: your definition of a friend?
0: Well, <laughs> well think about somebody things. like
1: someone you hang out with.
0: <laughs> right. Who who makes me feel good? I mean, it would be a very one-sided friendship. But if yeah. they sort of told me jokes in the morning and they kind of like you know.
3: I see what well, well to yeah. my day, I don't know if I would. For me, I don't know if I would call that it a amazing. friend. Amazing.
0: It's interesting right. because well,
3: with interesting. all this
2: machine learning technology, it's possible that these artificial intelligence technologies could become the exact kind of friend yeah. that you need, based Basically. on the way you act. Okay. So it could be the best friend ever. You we will just live in her. <laughs> for... I totally. Do, I think. That's right. <laughs> yeah.
1: So let's say this friend gets outdated. Mm. Uh, somehow breaks. Would you feel disconnected oh, to your friend? Heartbreaking.
0: I would, yeah, I would feel very sad. I can tell you that right away. But that's just my personality. Like, so I can, would
1: you put the friend in the closet? Or in a drawer, or would you put the friend down the garbage chute? Wow. Garbage chute. Uh, know. I'm going deep here. I don't
0: think I'd ever yeah. put anything
2: that I paid six in a drawer down the garbage chute. Yeah. Or so <laughs> would you recycle
1: your friend,
3: or
2: upgrade? Uh, Upgrade your friend, yeah. Yeah. Upgrade, I guess.
3: Your modular, voice-activated assistant. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's interesting, because there was an article in the Globe and Mail earlier this week from a writer who was in contact with this AI company, and he was trying to book an interview with the CEO. I believe the writer was Peter Nowak, actually. And he eventually realized that the PR person or assistant that he was talking to wasn't a real person. It was an artificial intelligence-based bot. Cool. that was try- booking the interview really? for him yeah I can, I can it was in Peter. globe it was in the globe small business can, earlier this week and it's just so relevant to this yeah, yeah. he would just start trolling it to- totally
1: knowing Peter he would go what the hell
2: yeah <laughs> like <laughs> what's going t- t- on t- here <laughs> 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 so I thought it was a great story and um, it's that. kind of funny because yeah. I retweeted it and I'm like kind of scary to think that we can't tell the difference yeah, anymore. <laughs> yeah that is yeah
0: that's
1: amazing so so that thing <laughs> was trolling. Trolling Peter, just like, <laughs> just like Maxine Bernier. <gasps> My
2: that, story.
1: <laughs> your story. We trolled the CRTC this week.
2: He did, yeah. Tell us
1: about really that. When they talk
2: about it, okay. Well, um, for what probably seems like a very boring announcement to most people, the conservative leadership hopeful Maxine Bernier, who's currently an MP in a region in Quebec, announced this week at the Canadian Telecom Summit, correct? that um, he would move to phase out the CRTC as a telecom regulator in Canada. And while most people hear that and say, well, what does that even mean? Basically, it means that um, we'd be welcoming foreign investment in Canadian telecom in the country and we would not be regulating the competition between the big three and smaller competitors oh, across wow. Canada and while the, no action has been taken on yeah. this so like no, nobody no. needs to freak out yet but it would mean that some of we, it would mean that the CRTC wouldn't be hovering over the head of Canadian telecom anymore and that's kind of a big deal <laughs> in terms of future development there's no way probably not but it's an interesting thing ear. to talk about there's no
1: way <laughs> The yeah. CRTC is too deep
2: too deeply it's too ingrained into the telecom industry. Yeah. And there's already yeah. been a lot of backlash.
1: Yeah, and there needs to be a governing body.
2: Do you think like it has so to be. the thing is is that if they hadn't let the if the CRTC hadn't let the big three get so powerful in the first place, then the CRTC coming getting out of the way would maybe be more helpful. But, but the fact the CRTC that did the
1: get in the way.
2: That, that, that's Boom. an int- yeah, nah, that's the question. Maybe we really are in the matrix. <laughs> well,
1: telecom in Canada or any country, there is there needs to be some sort of governing body to make sure it's in line and make sure not people are corrupt. And people are going to say, oh, so your big three are corrupt.
2: Yeah, now there absolutely does need to be. But we've all questioned yeah. the decisions that the CRTC has made in the past. But
1: to- Well, because cause it's easy, cause there has to be someone to blame.
2: That's really? true. right. That's a good point too. That's It's an interesting discussion, but ultimately, I don't think that anything will come of a statement like that. I think it's more of a, a crowd booster. you Yeah. Know? Like, I'm what do you guys think of this? I think he
3: just wanted to people tight. to write stories about him. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I that's why right. he's. He, he right. he he I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but to your point, was foreign
0: investment. So if if that happened, wouldn't that be worse for Bell Telus and Rogers if? you know, American telecoms started coming into the country because the that's CRTC was there I think that's kind anymore. of the point, actually, that they have too much power in the country. And, and, that, and too, that's how he was yeah.
2: proposing to combat it. Yeah. We all remember a few years ago when everybody thought Verizon was going to come yeah. to Canada. Mm-hmm. And um, Rogers, Bell, and Tellis launched this campaign completely bashing it. Like yes, they hated the idea. But the conservative government that was in power at the time was like, no, we actually want a fourth telecom carrier in Canada because it would be better and give um, people more choice. And eventually Verizon said they had no intention to come in, but what most people think is that they were like just this not worth the fight.
0: Mm-hmm. In, you know what that's, I
3: mean? That's why streaming services never launch here because it's not worth Yeah, exactly. It's not worth the fight. Worth the the fight. Everything. No.
0: And the CRTC also shut down the idea of MNVOs or, yeah, M- MNVOs, like the smaller players in um, the internet ISPs, like sort of reselling internet. They didn't uh, sort of regulate the Bell, Tellus, and Rogers had to sell them parts of their, uh, or lease them, rent them parts of their infrastructure so that they could get into the wireless game. So the CRTC has kind of done a couple of things that makes you wonder, like if they really want competition. To my mind. Yeah, I would agree with you on that point. I think that
2: um, no, I yeah, I think I'm gonna end. <laughs> I, think I agree with you on that point.
1: basis <laughs> you I interviewed uh, the CRTC chair. Mm. I would say a month ago. Yeah, it was a bit of a month ago. And. He seemed like a genuine guy <coughs> mm-hmm. that wanted to help.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I'm sure they are. But
1: he, yeah, but he, and I think he has a law background. Um, and I said that because he was very political. And he, he, I, I honestly think he wants to help, but there's yeah. all this past history that he has to deal with.
2: Right.
1: Which is hard to move forward, especially when you have so much uh, strength, as the broadest bell tell us. Yeah. Right? And then you have Wind, who recently sold to, sold to Shaw. You have Videotron in Quebec, Eastlink, whatever, <laughs> in, in Halifax area, who just moved to Ontario. So you have all these players and also now in the, in the West with uh, MTS potentially being sold to. Uh, Bell and SaskTel wondering, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, I think this year will be more interesting than last year. Because of all the happenings in wireless, right. right? So you have all these different things about different carriers happening still from the effects of two thousand eight spectrum auction, yeah. Which wanted all this competition, and now it's like all folding into three.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Four, sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Eventually, four. Eventually, well, well, there's four in different provinces. Yeah. But right. right, right. But it didn't. it it's not just CoDC. It's in Industry Canada. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it played out the way that I wanted them to play out. Because yeah. now, every, like big three are buying up all the little guys. Yeah, I think yeah. there's so, a lot of
2: hurdles to jump over for yeah. everybody in the game right now. And um, yeah, yeah, and so. it comes down to wireless prices.
1: They're all gonna rise.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the increased Let's cost of
1: data, a
0: like,
1: tsunami of data that. It's the strain. Strain. It's the
3: strain on the infrastructure. Strain on the network.
1: That's what they always say. You need more spectrum.
2: Strain on the
1: infrastructure. Gonna raise prices. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that's that. Raising prices. Shadows for this week.
2: Me first. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Um, I want to, <laughs> I'll send my shout out to GM, who announced earlier this week that they were hiring about a thousand engineers in the Ontario area to focus on connected electric and autonomous vehicles. I'll actually be talking about this a little bit later on CBC Radio, Here and Now, 99.1, so tune in if you have a
0: chance. We'll <laughs> do. Uh, I'll send my shout out to Google Play. Uh, Google Play Store, because shortly after Apple announced its big shakeup for its App Store, where it's uh, allowing any category of app or game to uh, be under a subscription model, and also incentivizing it by giving uh, developers 85% of the revenue share uh, after one year of these customers being subscribed, Google Play went ahead and said, well, they didn't say, but you know, somebody talked to someone at Recode, and Recode reported that Google Play would do the same for subscription models, and uh, you wouldn't have to wait a year to get that 85% revenue share if you were a developer. Um, so basically what that shakes down to mean is we're, we're going to see a lot more subscription model apps. And I'm not too excited about that, but it's probably good for the independent developers.
3: My shout-out is to Samsung for confusing me with the GearFit 2 thing <laughs> oh. this morning. I was, like, pulling my hair out trying to parse through it, and I still don't totally understand it. So Samsung in the U.S. Uh, released a press release saying that The Gear Fit 2 GPS sports band is coming to Canada. It's included in the various regions that it's launching in. Samsung Global. Global. Okay, Global. It's coming to Canada today. Yeah. And then Samsung Canada said that it is coming to Canada, but they don't know how much it's going to cost or where it's going to be sold. So it was this... And we have no details. And no details about anything, right? So... It was, it was an interesting story
0: and so that's mm-hmm. who my shout out goes to and yeah. if you wander into a Best Buy and you see yeah, one just let us know
3: and also yeah. also let Samsung Canada know because yeah, they don't know, yeah. What yeah. The <laughs> they know what's they going don't know on. If it's being sold either right? <laughs> so they might be interested in finding out
1: <laughs> my shout out goes to Igor yes. and Teddy yeah. You're doing a great job it was yesterday good. at Lenovo it was great. World, <laughs> world Forum Tech, <laughs> tech Conference
2: <laughs> yes
0: it's the tech World Forum Tech Conference
3: shout outs to Igor and Teddy. Two hands-ons in a very short period of time with video. Yeah, That's helped great. us
2: get a lot of good content out, too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. amazing job. Great stuff. And now
1: they're enjoying some artisan bread. Which and they woo. deserve.
2: <laughs> artisan toast. <laughs> toast. whatever it is. <laughs> what <When> you course <laughs> do it that. Yeah,
1: sitting back, cross-legged, looking over the bridge, eating some toast.
2: We got, I earned this, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I
3: can picture
1: him doing that. Thank you, everyone, yeah. for joining us on CRF Cast episode number 74. We shall see you next time.
0: I'm in love! With Lenovo!